Do you think we should do a countdown? Like a New Year's Eve countdown? Sure. Ten. Nine. Nine eight, eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. One and a half. That's up. Hey! Woo! Happy New Year! Should all food be... <laughs> I didn't know we were writing parodies for this. And all food for pod. That's all I got. That's it. That's good. That's, that's, that's enough. It. That's that's enough to not get sued by. I'm I'm sure that song's that song's in the public, public domain, domain at this at point. This, yeah, nobody that doesn't have a writer. Cheers. Cheers. Happy noon beers. Happy New Year's episode. Happy New Year's episode. We're yeah. celebrating early so we can release this around the new year. So Dylan. Yes. Liz. Are you hungry? Uh no, we ate. Yeah, we ate already because we're doing a different episode today. It is New Year's. We are just sipping on some champagne. I hope you're thirsty, but not hungry, because we don't have any takeout today, but we are going to go through some of our memories of 2022. 2022's Food for Pod Food and Review episode. Some of this will be new to our listeners because we started recording this podcast in the middle of the year. So we have a whole half and change year of food experiences that we haven't talked about on the podcast. Some of it might be new to me because I have a really bad memory. Some of it will be new to you because some of the things that I'm going to talk about I ate without you. That's true. And some of it will be new to you because I would think that we did it and we probably didn't do it. So it's going to be fun for everybody. Yeah. Liz, how are we going to do this? We have a system worked out. We've taken a bunch of categories from very serious to very silly, and we've written them on little pieces of paper, and we've put them in a hat. And what we're going to do is we're going to pull them out of the hat one by one, and we'll take turns pulling, and whoever pulls it, the other person has to answer first. So this is a real fo- nobody gets to take all the good ones. Between the champagne and the hat paper, this is a real Foley episode of. <laughs> is this ASMR? It's ASMR, but I'm gonna do like do the, the paper near the microphone. Yeah. All right, is everybody feeling soothed? And clink glasses. <laughs> that was. Sad. Well, we're a food-based podcast, not an AMSR podcast. Yeah, I also have, like, possibly the worst voice for ASMR. I'm just like, hair, hair. I want an ASMR of just you laughing. I want that to be my... That is the opposite of ASMR. <laughs> Every time I laugh in public, some random man turns around and is like, who's laughing? Yeah, but you got a great laugh. <laughs> There was a guy that was like, you sound like my friend. And I was like, I don't know what to <laughs> say you. next. Like yeah, random, <laughs> random, random, old, random men and babies. They like your laugh. Yes. I, well, I, I, it's nice when it's a baby, when it's a man who's like, you sound like my friend and I have no response to that. What if you're on like a bus and a random baby turns around and says, I like your laugh. 
Well, they don't say. They just look at you and laugh. And then you laugh more. And then you look like... What if that baby is smoking a cigar and has Groucho Marx glasses on? Boss baby? Yeah. What if, it, what if the boss baby and then he gives you money? I, I, I don't know how I feel about but that. But that money's crypto. <laughs> I don't want crypto in exchange for forced laughter. You don't want you don't want boss baby bu- bucks. No, I don't. I would feel I would feel weird getting paid to laugh. <laughs> I mean, you're comfortable with it. I would. I would do it, but nobody likes my laugh. And here we are, and that is the start of our food for pod. All right, this is an episode that's still about food. We promise. Let's yes. go. All right. Liz, should I pick the first one, or do you want to pick the first one? Um, it doesn't matter. I'll, okay, so I'll pick the first one, and then you have to. And answer. I have to answer it. Okay, and then we can, and then we can uh, talk about our ones if we want to. I we, think we can both talk about okay, it. Cool. There's some that are only for me that you wrote down, but yes. okay. okay. Number one. Ooh, this is a good one to start. Oh. Top three dishes you ate this year. Oh, that was the first one I put on the dock. This is a great one to start because I feel it uh, could be a lot of things. We ate a lot of good things this year. We did. And I will say the way I thought about this was just kind of what are the taste memories that I still remember? Because this is we're talking about a single dish. And not a full yes, not meal. A, not a tasting menu, but what are three dishes? And I similarly thought, I was like, what are the three where I had to stop talking and just like savor it? And exactly. I still and I still get goosebumps thinking about them. Yeah. Do you I, wanna do you wanna do one? I think we should alternate so that I don't take all of cool. yours. Alright. So wait, oh, so we have to cancel them out if I don't think, think you can I mean you if I say one that you thought of, you can say something else. Cool. All right. Because there's definitely been six dishes that we like. Yes. You go for Go ahead and go first. Okay. Um, one of mine that I'm going to say was... Um, I'm going to start with one that we already talked about on the podcast. Okay. Which is the duck from the coach house. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Was that one of yours? Back. Go back. No, that wasn't on my list, but go back to the... Duck, duck, loose meat episode. If you want to hear more about hear that. more about it, it's just it's this incredible recipe, and it was I think one of the things that really heightened it for me was just knowing that the recipe was based on a recipe from a cookbook from like two thousand years ago. And like we talked about, perfectly cooked duck with where it's like juicy meat mm-hmm. and crispy skin. Yep, nothing better. And there was there was some, there's great accompaniments. There was like a date sauce that was like just a little bit of sweet I think that to go along yeah. with the very savory duck and I really liked that juxtaposition yeah, good choice good cho- good good first one off the board all right we t- <laughs> I draft the you duck draft the first duck. for this year all right all right your turn. Uh, with my first pick <laughs> I am going to do a one that comes up a lot in these I'm going to take the sunchoke uh, gouda donuts that we had from Spoke in Boston. Nice. Uh, at which uh, best new restaurant in Boston? Or no, not new restaurant. Uh, best chefs in Boston. Especially had just won best in Boston for their chefs. And it changed what I thought a donut is because it was the cheesiest fritter, just gooey, mm-hmm. and then the 
tasting like sour cream and onion. Yeah, I think that really blew your mind. Like, I think that is a good pick for this question because you ate it and were just like, I didn't know this could be done. All three of mine that I have on my list are ones that blew my mind uh, and changed what I thought food could be. And that... That's definitely, if I had to pick one mm-hmm. thing, that's the one thing I will remember the most about this year is these sunchoke Gouda donuts. Those were really, they were Ugh. really good. My mouth is watering. They also, it's one of these things where they said that they rotate everything else on their menu, but that's just always on the menu because it's their signature dish. Yeah. And I love, like, when somebody hits on something like that that's like, we can never take this off the menu. Yeah. Speaking of that, my next next dish, I think, fills that role for the restaurant as well, um, which was the bone marrow at Marrow, which we just had. And I know that this, you're going to be like, this is a recency effect. You just had it last weekend. But it was was, amazing. It was really good. And they kind of talked us into it. And it was just like... We and we'll talk. We'll do a full like episode about. We'll talk Marrow. more about our experience at Marrow in Detroit. We just ate there. The chef is was on the Top most chef. recent season of Top Chef, Sarah Welch, and she. But but it deserves had an incredible run in Last Chance the, Kitchen. The whole restaurant deserves a a a episode. Yeah, but that bone marrow was just. I tasted it, and it was one of those things where I was like, I just need everyone to be quiet. Yeah. Exactly. So that I can just need to concentrate fully on we, we ordered, how this tastes. We, we got the we got the uh, tasting menu and we ordered the bone marrow off the menu. Yeah. While also doing the tasting menu, that's a good one. Um, okay, I'm gonna go a little different with my second pick, and I'm gonna do the uh, when we went to Elska, uh-huh. and we had that mushroom tea. Yeah. And it was like the start, it was like, it was like a gelatin soup, but with like the most umami mushroom flavor. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, but I just remember when we were slurping it down, I was like, what is this? I've never had this in this form. And like, I would want it all the time. Yeah. That was good. That was the first thing we had at that. It was part of the, it was the first thing we had on the tasting menu. And uh, big, big ups. If I, I would yeah. like to make that, even though it's one of those things that I would be like, I would want to make this, but I could never make this the like as good. I could stew mushrooms <laughs> and make a mushroom tea, but it will not be like. You did this. ask them how they made it, and they would not tell me. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting too because I think a lot of times, like the amuse or one of the first courses, is something that has a lot going on. Yeah. Like, they really want to wake up your palate, and I think this was just real umami and, like, it was real mushroom. also in January we went, and yeah. it was so cold, and this, mm-hmm. like, hot, like, almost buttery mushroom soup that just, like, the first thing you ate, and it just, like, warmed you up. It was yeah. like a hug. It was great. It was it was really, really appropriate for the situation. Yeah. Okay. I'm All right, I'm going back and forth on my last one. Last but I think one. I have to be true to, like, how I was thinking about this and how I was approaching it. Yeah. Um, the last thing is similar, in a way, to my second one, because it was another tasting or, like, coursed out thing where... 
it wasn't a tasting menu. It was, we just did a progression and we didn't choose this dish. Mm -hmm. And they brought it to us and they were like, you have to eat this. Are you talking rosemary? Yeah, I'm talking mm -hmm. about the uh, Acacia e Pepe, the like cheesy noodles at Rosemary. Yeah. And it was so simple. And I should have been a better person and looked up what that pasta type is it called. It was just... It, like, it was just a thing that I've made a thousand times, which was cheese, butter, and noodles. Yeah. But they made it so much heightened, somehow so much better because of, like, the ingredients that they have of cheese, butter, and noodles. Yeah, and they just, just had really, really good cheese. And it's just like, it's, and they were just like, you gotta try it. And it's like, it just, you're, you're describing cheese, butter, and noodles. Right, like, we didn't, um, like, order it because I just didn't think it sounded that exquisite but it was amazing the noodles were like i'm trying to look up what they were they were like kind of like corkscrews but they were really like but they soaked in they that, soaked like, in because there was like only a little bit of space it was yeah. just like you could get so much cheese sauce yeah in every noodle it was wonderful so amazing yeah, it was wonderful and and that was one of those things where it's like i would not have missed it if I wouldn't know what I was missing if we because yeah we, if we if, hadn't gotten it and they hadn't like they brought it brought to it us. to us and said like no you have to have this. yeah they were right they were right we but made it we I, made a huge mistake that's by, what, you picked two that they had to talk us into that they had to well I think that's because they know what they're doing exactly. and they're like you didn't order correctly and we need to fix this exactly um should I yeah my, go for it yeah so my third one uh and this is a case of I didn't know that I could taste a piece of shrimp that was that melts in your mouth. I'm taking the prawns that we had in Porto. Oh yeah. I'm taking the it was part of a coursed out menu too. Mm -hmm. And they just I I've had steak that's been like melt in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's like but I've never described like shrimp or prawns that way. And I was just, it reinvent, shrimp's one of my favorite things, and it reinvented one of my favorite foods for me. Yeah. That was a, that was a really, really good um, shrimp. I can still taste it, like, thinking yeah, about yeah. it. It was. See, all, that's what I'm going with, like, all, and I think all the things that we picked, like, I'm still tasting it when just bringing it up. And I think that's the point of the. Yeah. Um, I did look, I did find the pasta that I was talking about is called radiatori. Yes. So use that for your mac and cheese. Radiatori with just some really expensive. Yeah, just get some really amazing melted cheese and yeah. you're good. Cool. We did. We, we did, did it. We one. did our top three. We did the podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's that's all you're getting. All right. Um, my yep. turn. Yep. Draw one. I'll draw. All right. What do we got? Ooh. Okay. This is an interesting one. Yes. This is a looking forward question. Mm, so next year. Yeah. What's your 2023 food resolution? I have... Okay, so my 2023 food resolution. I I could take this two ways, and I'll let you pick which way I take it. Should it be a bigger goal or, like, something that I want to cook? I feel like... Did, you, did I put this question down, or did you put this question down? I think you put... I might have put this down, but I'll answer it the way as like a bigger goal. 
Yeah. I want to get better at cocktails. Oh, that's a good so one. So I have decided that I'm going to do a 52 cocktail challenge. Wow. One for each week. I'm going to, I think next year I'm going to do a cocktail once a week, a different cocktail once a week. Well, my resolution is to quit drinking. <laughs> well, it's just gonna, kidding. Well, I'm starting a separate podcast. Then. What is your resolution? My resolution, I have, I have a couple of ideas. I. Okay. Here's my resolution. This yes. is my actual resolution. Okay. I am going. I try to do, well, on the podcast, obviously, I only go to, like, local businesses. I don't bring home Taco Bell and say, let's talk about nacho fries. I mean, we could. But sometimes when I'm not recording the podcast and I don't know what to get, I just get, like, Chipotle or something that I've had a thousand times that isn't interesting. And meanwhile, I really want to support people who are doing things on a local level instead of the McDonald's Corporation, which owns Chipotle. So my resolution is to think harder about where I'm ordering from instead of, like, falling back on something just because I know where it is. Can I... And I can order it on an app. Can I put a caveat to this? Yes. Uh, This doesn't count our Sunday Domino's uh, tradition. (laughs) Well, we can... We don't always... That's the thing. We can... I'm not saying I'm never going to order Domino's. I'm just saying... I'm going to try harder to look, find something. Try harder not to just go with what's extremely easy. I think I've, I felt really frustrated with myself Christmas shopping because I try not to order from Amazon. Mm-hmm. But they just ship faster and I'm so procrastinating. It's a lot. It was definitely great when I yesterday uh, was able to get things two days from now. Exactly. Nice. I'm like, oh, good. You're still shipping in time. And nope. I should have, if, if I really believe in supporting local businesses, I should shop for Christmas presents a little bit earlier because there was something I wanted to get on Etsy. And when I finally went to buy it, it was like, we can ship January 10th. And I'm like, that helps nobody. But <laughs> No ethical consumption under capitalism. Okay, but we can work we can harder. Try harder. That's the point of resolutions. We're going to try. We're going to try. Try. try harder. That's good. I like that one. All right. Um, all right. I got one. Favorite home-cooked meal of the year. Ooh. What was your favorite home-cooked meal? And it does not have to be something I made. No one else has cooked for me. <laughs> I was I was thinking about, like, what I could say as a joke, but I don't think... You've had anybody I've else's I've had cooking? a home-cooked meal by anybody except you. Um, oh, your mom cooked for us. Yeah. It could be something she cooked. Yeah. Or, um, or something... Yeah, I don't think that anybody else has cooked. Um, sometimes... Well, I, hey. Yeah. What's the home... What's cook? the... Well, of the things you made, I think my overall favorite meal was the brunch for my birthday. Mm-hmm. But that's so many... Th- Do you want me to say a specific dish? Or? Sure, yeah. Um, but I, mean, but I, I, I appreciate the brunch shout-out. The brunch was great. Dylan made like six different brunch dishes for my birthday. And you also made a lot of brunch. So then I got to eat brunch for every meal for a week. Yeah. 
It's, I really liked the casserole you made, which I think was actually pretty simple. But it was like eggs and hash browns and impossible meat. Um, and then when I was going back through my pictures, this is silly, but I think one of the individual things you made that I really like is just because it's one of my favorite things to eat, mm-hmm. um, which is the coconut shrimp. Oh, yeah. I should do coconut shrimp again soon. I just, it's it's such a, I feel like it's such a um, product of a certain era. Like, it's the kind of thing that you would see on a menu in the 90s when I was a kid. It's kind of an obnoxious thing, but it, like, because it's just, like, fried coconut crusted shrimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes no real sense because it's, like, it feels like a made-up, it feels like a food that white people do. Uh, but they say it's, like, from the islands, you Oh, know? absolutely, 100%. It's, like, yeah. something, like, more interesting on the Red Lobster menu. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I wouldn't know. We've never been to a Red Lobster. I just don't know. I Like, I literally don't know if any restaurants other than Red Lobster even have coconut shrimp. I bet you <laughs> Applebee's. I bet, sure. <laughs> now, but if it's any restaurant other than a chain restaurant, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It just, I feel like it's so... Um, the, what's the word for when something was a trend but not for a long time, so it's no longer like it was a fad. Style. Yeah, it's like a for, it's a fad food from fad. Like a food fad from a while ago. Yeah, it's like it's like the fifties sixties cookbook that I was like t- thumbing through where everything was like Jello based. Yeah, I don't want you to do that, but I. <laughs> yeah, I but I'll like, do the coke. Coconut I'll do the shrimp are like a childhood food memory, so that's nice. why I like that. Good. I think you also, when you tried to like recreate mussels, I think that turned out really well. Yeah, I think that, and I I find that I always am like more inspired because we've just eaten something, mm-hmm. so we just had mussels, and yeah. now that you've brought up coconut shrimp, it's on my mind. <laughs> what is your favorite thing you've done? I don't know year? if I can say that um not like so that you liked but that you liked cooking uh i think the most creative thing i might have done was the rainbow deviled eggs oh yeah i forgot about those those were so cool i don't know if they tasted the best but there's i uh where it's like each color was a different uh flavor uh that or the and i'm forgetting the name of the tacos but the ones that i the like street tacos that i made where it was like oh where you did the the trick of Double where I cooking put, it in the sauce. Or I cooked it in the sauce. There's a name for those, yeah. and they're, like, super trendy in New York. It's, like, Barria? Something. It's. I didn't read it, so I no, just but it's, it's one of the. It's, like, a very trendy, like, New York thing that people are doing now. Cool. But I would, like, I like that because it, like, again, reinvented uh, a quesadilla, basically. That was definitely a technique that I feel like you nailed when you did it. Like, yeah. it d- definitely tasted, like, different and better than just, like, a regular quesadilla. And that's what I like doing something for the first time and getting it right the first time. Yeah, I think the deviled eggs, the rainbow deviled eggs tasted really good. So they were all different colors, the rainbow, so they were all a different so flavor. So, like, blue had, like, and, and I did Blue had blue... Blue corn, corn chips. chips. Green uh, was avocado. Yeah. Red was beet. Yellow was uh, mustard. Yeah, and I did everything with natural food colorings, not like food dyes. Right. And so. I think they all tasted good. And I think if you're going to make them again, I think the next thing is like nailing the texture. And putting... And making sure they get in the like... Because they got a little sloppy. Right. Uh, but, but it was... But good. that was also because you were transporting them. Yeah. But it was like very like Instagrammable. Yeah. It, it cool. is. It's my... It's actually my Facebook photo right now. Yeah. So if you look me up, it's on my Facebook. <laughs> now you know who Dylan is. Yeah. All, right. All right. I pull. You pull. I'm not looking. 
ASMR. You can look. It doesn't matter. We're going to get through them all. I know. Um, oh, this is a question for me. Yes, read it. But it follows up. What should Dylan make in the new year? I, I have I have one. What do you have? I have one answer to that because I thought of that. Uh, I think I should make pork belly. Yeah, because you got so excited about pork belly. I've been real excited recently about pork belly. And I have been looking at recipes on YouTube and I think recipes on I've been looking at videos of people making it on YouTube. <laughs> and pork belly is one of the things that I would like to try. What do you think I should make? Coconut shrimp. No, I think <laughs> I, I well, I also am excited that you're gonna be making a cocktail a week. Yeah. Um I'll I'll do some thinking about that. <laughs> My favorite cocktail is a dirty martini, which isn't very I've, that can be exciting. One. Um, I think okay, this is challenging, and yes. you don't have to accept it. I accept with sight unseen. But you remember in the pandemic when we had nothing to do and you were just making whatever thing, and we went to the Japanese grocery store and you made sushi. Mm-hmm. I think you should try that again. I should do sushi again? I think if you want to. Yeah. Because that was really fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I could do that. I think the problem with that, making sushi is real easy if you can find the right meat. Well, you need a good knife. But it was I thought it was cool that you could buy like sushi-grade fish yeah. at the store. You just have to go out to the suburbs and get and it. The, yeah, and the, at the Japanese market in the suburbs. And then you could... Maybe you could come up with a roll. Yep. Um, I think, uh, should I come up with a, should I f- make a fusion roll? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, I, so I guess what I'm saying is I, you could make traditional or non-traditional, but I think you should make something make a- using the sushi-grade fish that you can get at the Japanese market in the suburbs. Okay. It doesn't have to be... Sushi, I'm well aware that anything that I eat from a trained sushi chef will be better than something that somebody who's done it once will make. I like that you consider me a trained sushi chef. That's, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm humbled by that. <laughs> you are the anyone who's made it once category. Yeah. Okay, nothing. all right. Well, moving right along. Uh, the next question is, biggest surprise. What was your biggest and i'm assuming it's food surprise yeah what I, was your what i was, was i was like bored writing these so yeah. i didn't always write food what but was we, your <laughs> biggest what was your biggest surprise my biggest general surprise yeah that's impossible to answer um my biggest food oh i i remember what i was gonna say for this um i think the the food that like surprised me the most was when we went to Virtue and you said we should get the gizzards, mm-hmm. and I up until that point did not like gizzards. did not like gizzards. Definitely like hated the texture. I was like, well, I like dirty rice. This is a very good restaurant. I'm sure they make the gizzards in a way that is edible, and. They were really good. Yeah. We talked about this on the podcast already. The Virtuous episode. The the Po' Boy episode. The Po' Boy's episode. We talk about Virtue if you haven't listened to that one. Um, But I was just, like, amazed that I was not just tolerating them, but, like, actually really liking them. Hmm. I 
trying to think of things that I was on the same line that surprised me that I don't. I guess maybe that I got a taste for port. Port wine? Port wine. I did I not. thought you said pork, and I was like, you liked pork, pork no, before no, this pork, year. No, no, pork, P-O-R-T. Yes. Uh, that is a surprise, because you don't usually like sweet things. But, and I thought that maybe it was like a, okay, well, we're in Porto, I will drink port while we're here, but I won't really like it. But since we've been back, we've ordered it a couple of times, and I've actually found that I have an appreciation for it. Uh, we got it at the French restaurant. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I've like, I can handle dessert wines better than the, than the dessert itself. Yeah. I mean, I think the other factor is it's the same thing when I order an Italian wine is I think we don't necessarily know our way around a port menu mm-hmm. if we only buy wines in the U.S. because it just isn't always there. And when it is there, there's usually, like, one option. And we don't necessarily know what the words mean. But when we went to Porto and we had a crash course in what is port wine? What are the differences between the different types? What am I looking for? What are some of the places that make port wine? We should do a retrospective episode where we talk about Porto. Too. Yeah, Porto was just an incredible food trip. It was a great food trip. I also I also have realized that I've answered most of my questions now with alcohol answers. <laughs> um, I don't know what that says about me, but I'm going to drink my champagne and stop talking about it. Uh, but I think that also maybe, like, it is the kind of a thing where it's like I'm nostalgic for this now, so it, like, helps me uh, palate it a little bit better, you know? Yeah. It's like, if I could, if I went on, like, a chocolate factory tour, <laughs> and I saw. I went on. I went to the Godiva like <laughs> factory, and I was given Godiva chocolate. I'd probably eat more of it since I'd been there. We should have gone on a chocolate tour when we were in Amsterdam or Belgium <laughs> to get you a taste for chocolate. We went to a couple of different chocolate stores. Not a factory though. Not a tour. Not a. This is why we're here well, um if i I'm a, i saw a documentary about chocolate tours and i uh, uh what they do to children that take the chocolate that wasn't tours. a documentary dylan it, yeah it was Willy wonka's a documentary <laughs> it's narrated by gene wilder okay sure um that really happened <laughs> there's a little girl running around as a blueberry she's 60 years old now <laughs> she's a six oh man that's a wrinkled blueberry yeah, that's she's, more of a... Well, she's that's a brazen. That's a brazen. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... But I think, like, it is a thing, because I when we ordered at the French restaurant, I was like, that's the place we got wine from. Yeah. So that's why we ended up ordering it. And we also learned different ways to drink port, like putting it in a spritzer. Yes. Or pouring it on a brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Which we haven't recreated since Portugal. Mm. <laughs> No, but that's what I learned. That is, I I, need, I have I have a wider palette of uh, dessert wines than I thought. So we both learned something about our palate. I can tolerate awful, and you can tolerate sweet wine. Yes. Let's see. Am Let's, I picking? Yes. Here. I made a mess. Um. Most exciting food news. Ooh. Uh, wait. Like exciting food news? I. That's literally what it says on this. Okay. Um, um, what's something that you were excited about or something? I have some food news. I put down a couple of 
food. There was like the like worst food news too. I also like, put I put worst slash most exciting, and then I separated them onto two pieces of paper. Okay, so I have two. I okay. I'll I'll do one for. They're they're both exciting in their own special way. Okay. Um, I will do uh the sauce gardener <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Sauce Gardner, New New York Jet uh, rookie, uh, got an endorsement deal with Buffalo Wild Wings, and his his nickname is Sauce. I don't think that's his No, his given name name is not Sauce. Uh, And so it's the Sauce Gardner Sauce Sauce. Yes. Uh, And I have, if there is a, it's the best NFL branding since... Uh, the guy with the last name of Sweat got an allspice. Uh, <laughs> so I think that that's that's a food news. Sauce sauce. sauce that is sauce. a food news. And I think that that is where uh, that is that is where uh, I, sometimes you're like this just makes too much sense. That's my that's my good food news. Your good food news. I think it's interesting because I my resolution was to stop eating at chain restaurants, but I, we haven't tried. We sauce haven't tried sauce. the sauce, so- and you're the, you're a bigger <laughs> fan of sauce than I am. Yeah, I'm a bigger fan of sauce gardener and sauce. Yeah, well, on my I wings. like sauce. So- I like sauce, but I like it to be clean sauce. That's not something that something tells me that sauce sauce is not clean sauce. What? What? what I <laughs> what, what is clean sauce? Clean sauce. <laughs> like. Like, that's, what? Like sauce that doesn't make a mess. That's no sauce doesn't make a mess. It All sauce get, makes a mess. It is if you get naked wings and dip them. It could still make a mess. What if you put your dip and then you drop it? What if I when I dip you dip we dip? Yeah, you. What if you drop it? Even drop it low, pick it up slow. Pick it slow. <laughs> Stop, drop and roll. Yes. What if? <laughs> I feel like what other nineties <laughs> dance songs. What if I lean with it, rock with it? <laughs> what if I shake that Laffy Taffy? Yeah, show me that Tootsie Roll. Um, <laughs> I thought, no, it's let me see that Tootsie Roll. <laughs> to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right, to now. I'm going to so- make you do the whole thing. Now sauce it like yourself. Now sauce it like yourself. <laughs> um... I just don't think there is such a thing as clean sauce. I think anytime you start using sauce, you accept the risk that you might put sauce somewhere where you didn't want sauce to be. Yeah, like the backfield of a offense. That's where sauce top. belongs. No, because he's a defensive player. Okay. They don't want him there. Anyway. Yeah, the, anyway. So that's my good news. That's what your is, good news is that they made sauce sauce. Yeah, what's your good food news of the year? I had a lot of time to think about this. This is something that I'm excited about. Um, you know, it's the, the bummer that um, Southport Lanes closed. Yes. Southport Lanes, for those who don't live in my neighborhood, was an old school <laughs> bowling alley where the pins were reset by an actual human being. Yep. And so it was very chaotic. It was very bizarre. You could win a game by just tipping at the right time. Right. And... And it was uh, a game relied on, you know, the integrity of teenagers. Right. But um, it was fun. But they closed. But what they're opening in its place is, like, 
three different Boca Group restaurants, and at least one of them, Stephanie Izard, is the chef. What? Girl and the goat. Yep. And I'm excited because all of her other restaurants are in the West Loop, so I've been to most of them, but I don't go much because I can't get to the West Loop easily, so I'm excited that she's coming to my neighborhood. Do Do we know when it's opening? This coming year. Nice. That is something to look forward to. Yeah, when I said most exciting food news, I guess that was what I kind of had in mind is like, oh, what are we excited about? But we haven't tried sauce sauce, so we no. could be excited about I that too. I am excited too. about Do you want to just jump in to the next one being like the worst uh, food news? Sure, there? it's right on top. I'll pull yeah. it out. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I can, do you, you go first for this one. We'll, we'll swip it. We'll swap, swip it, swap it. Swip it, swap it. Swip it, swap it. Worst food news. I guess I didn't have one ready. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> Do you want me to go? I, you go since you were prepared. I will go. Uh, it, it's not worst in the sense of like bad, like evil. Like we talked about the 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 king, the liver king last episode. Uh, I just it, it was the most bizarre like 2022 news was when the Beyond the CEO of Beyond right. Me. Uh, Beyond Meat, the meat alternative, got arrested outside of a Arkansas uh, football game for biting the nose off of somebody. Which is yeah. which is n- n- meat. He should not be. He should. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Maybe he, he just had too much. He had too Beyond much. Meat. He had too much to drink, and like most, like we've discussed before. Most vegetarian vegans, when they've had too much to drink, they'll go right back to meat. That's the first thing that they do. Oh, man. And so that is my worst. Uh, It's also just we had not brought that story up, and it might be the most bizarre food-related story of the year. I'm just, this is going to be a little bit of a cop-out because I can't pick one, but it's just like, I think always... The worst food news is when somewhere you like closes. Yeah. Like. No, that's absolutely acceptable. I think, um, I like the one that I can think of most recently is that Elizabeth is reconcepting. Right. And it was one of my favorite concepts in the city because it was a hyper local tasting menu, which I'm like a that's... sucker for. So <laughs> if we didn't learn anything from the Amsterdam episode. Yeah. So I'm just bummed. Like, I know they're not closing, closing. They're reconcepting. I'm sure they'll... It'll still be good. It'll still be good, and I'm sure they'll stick to the same values. And I do... There is part of me that, like, accepts that people need to, like, move on, and, like, they get excited about new projects, and they don't want to keep... She wasn't even the chef there anymore. Right. Um, I thought you were going to say the Choco Taco being discontinued. I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> I've never had a taco taco. Well, and I guess never, I never will. Never will. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? No. No, it's always sad when it's always sad when a place that even if it's like and there's been so many over the past couple of years restaurants that have closed. Right. That and it's, it's just like sometimes it's like you go somewhere and you're like, Oh, that was really good and then two weeks later you're like, Our last service is two weeks from now and you're like, Oh sad. I will remember food. We should have it in memoriam at yep. the end of it. <laughs> I've sang three times in this episode now. I haven't sang at all. Mm. Oh, you're, gonna be, you're gonna get up. You're gonna. You're next. And okay. maybe it'll be about this. Am I uh, singing? 
Well, I'd like to see you try. Food trends for 2023. What oh. food trends are we... This is get out your crystal ball. I remember I wrote this one. Yes. What food trend do you think will be in 2023 i want to be clear that i understood what you were asking before you said get out your crystal ball i was saying that for the listeners okay listeners if you don't know what food trends means get out your crystal ball get out your crystal ball and or your magic eight ball (laughs) outlook hazy um i have a better read on what i think are cocktail trends i think we saw a lot of those, like, washed and clarified cocktails on the East Coast and all. Mm-hmm. Be surprised if we aren't seeing them more in Chicago as well. Because um, I thought they were really, really good. Yeah. It just, it, it gives it, there's, like, a more intense, like, so clarified clean co- flavor. More, more clarified cocktails. Clarified cocktails. Um, I think that's a good answer. Yeah, I'm trying to think... What I see on the horizon, um, something that is already happening in Chicago. I mean, we already have so many omakase places, but I think something that I think we are going to see more of is in Chicago and just around the U.S. is just tasting menus that are branching out from just like contemporary American style food, which I think we see a lot of. I think there I think tasting menus are shifting toward people having more of a specific point of view. Yeah. Um like Chicago this year um got its first uh Filipino restaurant with a Michelin star. It's the first Filipino restaurant I think anywhere with a Michelin star Kasama and I think there's a lot of just like slightly under the radar restaurants that are doing tasting menus um, from different cultures. So a more broader abstract definition of what like fine dining is. Exactly. Like broadening the definition of fine dining to... To be multicultural. Exactly. To, right. it's not to just, just have a bunch of or... different perspectives. Like, I, yeah, it's... And it's not even... I feel like we don't even see as much French anymore. It's no. just always kind of this nebulous contemporary getting American a, getting away from molecular stuff yeah and, and I think I think like molecular has a place but I think people are starting to like use it when it's necessary and not just not to, just to showcase. show off yeah, yeah. exactly no, I get I, like I get tired of gastronomy that's just for the sake of like doing showing it. something yeah. yeah I got a good one for you mm-hmm. so it's broad and okay. it's abstract. Okay. So I think that, you know how there's just been a huge boom with cannabis-infused foods? Yeah. And there's, like, now there's, like, you can do, like, cannabis tasting menus. And oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. I think that what we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of places across the country that are uh, legalizing psilocybin. So I think... you think mushrooms infused. I think we're going to have psilocybin mushroom infused food that is going to start... It's going to happen underground, but I think that like mushrooms infused food tasting dining experiences are going to be a thing that start popping up. Mushroom pop-ups. Yeah. If you know of any, invite Dylan. I'm a little scared. (laughs) 
life. Uh, or if you just want to... I, I, look, this is also the second time I've talked about mushrooms on this. Well, <laughs> different kinds of mushrooms. But I... And, and, and it's a little jokey, but also I, you definitely could see the progression of something like that. I could see that being a thing. Because I think that a lot of times... like Especially with like concepts of microdosing. Yeah. Like you don't have to have your first course and then just be hallucinating the rest of the and time. And I think that like re- like religious ceremonies chefs kind of get a free pass sometimes with things like this mm-hmm. you know it's like cooking with weed is kind of like when they started doing that it was just like well like they're showing their craft and their art and stuff it wasn't just like oh these are chefs in their 20s like getting high mm-hmm. which it was it but can be both it is but i'm just saying like i think that if they're doing it for the sake of like pushing the boundaries of like culinary arts it will be less frowned upon than like a person that's just like doing mushrooms you know what i mean well yeah i think anytime that's why like drinking is looked down upon if you're drinking like natty light but if you're drinking high-end scotch it's suddenly okay refined and acceptable natty light as a part of a Michelin star course is also a trend I think is going to happen. Specific. Specifically <laughs> Natty Light. Some chef somewhere is going to start. I mean, yeah, yeah I... Somebody's going to do, like, it's going to be, like, sticking it to the man and, <laughs> and like, filming it. It's going to be, like, we're going to do white trash uh, fine dining. I think you just want that. I would love that. Anyway, so still You also want to see, I, <laughs> you don't like this, but I think you predict this, that like Flaming Hot Cheetos will be used in I think, various fine dining ways. I mean, I think that there are some like people that I could see what, what we went to the, we went to the pop-up that was people that did work, used to work at uh, a fine dining place. And mm-hmm. I could see that kind of pop-up right. be using flaming hot dust. Absolutely. And, I mean, they made, like, sun chips from scratch mm-hmm. that tasted just like sun chips. Yeah. For example. All right. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Oh, this is one that you put on here. Most Googled recipes. Okay. I looked up what are the most Googled recipes this year and I was wondering if you wanted to hear the top 10 most Googled recipes. What if I said no? Then we'd skip it and move along. No, I do want to hear. Okay. So these are Google trends. Uh, and we'll start at 10 and go up. Uh, number 10, the bear spaghetti. Oh, like the TV like show. Like from the TV show, The Bear. I feel like we should watch that. I feel like we should, but it would. I feel like it's maybe too Chicago for mm-hmm. us. Uh, number nine. Bella Hadid sandwich or sandwich. Is that a sandwich? Or is that like something that she did? I'm assuming that she made a sandwich at some point and it went viral. Is that like when Kendall Jenner like tried to cut a carrot but she used the knife in a way that like no normal person that everybody would? was frightened that yeah. she was gonna like cut herself? Yeah. yeah. Uh number eight, grinder sandwich. Oh yeah. Which that's not like a gay porn thing. Was it spelled like grinder with no, no e? No, it has an e. So yeah, uh, grinder's just another word for a hoagie. Oh, uh, okay. See, I like like we do with this podcast. I did no research other than just like 
looking at I mean I don't know if there's a specific TikTok trend related to grinders but like a grinder is like what they call a hoagie in Pennsylvania in, no a hoagie is what they call a hoagie in Pennsylvania I think a grinder is uh I just googled it so I'm adding it to, yeah, you're to adding. it I think that's what they call it in like New England okay uh, oh, tic, vi TikTok viral salad sandwich. Okay. It's just an Italian sandwich, guys. Uh, number seven, Jennifer Aniston salad. Okay. Number six, green goddess salad. That's, uh, I like a uh, green goddess salad. Number five, mango pie. Okay. Like, why again specifically this? These are just the top recipes that were looked up this year. Uh... Number four, quick pancake. So. Uh, number three, marry me chicken. Oh, do you know what that is? No, I don't know what that is. I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know if this is like a new thing on TikTok, but like, I think it was Glamour Magazine ran a recipe like for years that was, I think this was invented like when I was a kid or possibly earlier called engagement chicken and it was like it's what you make for the it's what you make for the the night that you're proposing no no because women cook and men propose in oh, this true. general so if you want a guy to propose to you there's this magic chicken that uh, you make oh so it's like sisterhood of the traveling pants right well i don't i don't know that story is it, if you wear the jeans do you get married is that the point of that no i don't think that's it at all but you're you're right uh yeah so i this is this is like a recipe that I, it was like every person who worked at glamour like made this chicken and then soon after got proposed to wow so i don't know if that's what marry me chicken refers to but that's probably, my guess probably uh, so women are still doing this. Number two is controversial. Uh, we, we've talked about it. Uh, Cincinnati chili. <laughs> I love that that's the number two Googled that's recipe. That's the number two Googled recipe because I think people are like, what the fuck is Cincinnati chili? Is this like, are people Googling it with the word recipe or are they just Googling it? These are it? like the food, these are food, I think that these are just like food, the top Googled foods. Oh, okay. So it's like people want to yeah. know. And number one. Sugo, S-U-G-O, which is like an Italian uh, red sauce. Oh, I didn't know what it was. I was waiting for you to tell me. I don't know what any of the, like, I don't know what uh, context any of these come in, but that's our Google Trends year in review. I have helped these trends by Googling, Googling them a as lot we're of them do, as, as we're, we're going. So, that's the way... That Google feels. Everything about Sugo says it's almost a marinara. It's almost a pomodoro. It's mm -hmm. almost a bolognese. It's like, almost food. What? How? I, I need to like deep dive how this is different maybe, from the many other Italian red sauces that it's almost but not quite. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make it and we'll see. Okay. All Put right. it on a Bella Hadid sandwich. <laughs> a grinder. <laughs> Hey everybody, so this is Dylan and I'm editing this. Liz is here. I'm here. And we uh, we had so much fun doing our end of the year wrap that we went really long. So what we're going to do is we're going to split this into two episodes. So this is the end of episode one and please stick around next week for episode two of our end of the year food review for Food for Pod. <laughs>